Sunday, day coming of the Spirit. It has been a week, folks, hasn't it? Right? Like, it has been a week. love that opening line of this gospel, the 20th chapter, it was still the first day of the week. Like you can hear it, right? It was still quarantine day 639. It was still the same week in which George Floyd was killed. It was still a season when we're wearing masks in worship on Sunday morning. It was still the first day of the week. Now, there are those who might suggest that after a week like this, there are some things we ought not talk about here in the church. That there are some things that are too divisive for us to talk about. But let me suggest that gathering here, we are reminded that what unites us, the God who created us out of nothing and formed us out of the dust of the earth, what unites us, Jesus Christ who loved us when we were unlovable, what unites us, that spirit that continues to empower us, what unites us is more important than the things that divide us. And if we can't talk about them here, where can we? If we can't talk about them here, what are we doing here? So we gather this day, we gather not as Republicans or Democrats, but as beloved children of God able to have hard conversations, read not through the lens of which news source we get our news from, read not through the lens of who we voted for last October or who we'll vote for in November, read through the lens of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because that's how we look at everything. So it was still the first day of the week when Jesus appeared among them. I want to say a word about what had happened leading up to this. I want to talk about crucifixion. And I know, I know, it's Pentecost and the whole crucifixion thing was 50 plus days ago, but we're Lutherans and we love to talk about the cross. And the context matters. So crucifixion is this public execution at the hands of the state that takes place out in the middle of everyone and it's humiliating. The way you die in crucifixion is asphyxiation. You hang there on the cross and the weight of your body pulls you down and compresses your lungs until you can't breathe. Until you're gasping for breath. That's how our Lord died. Asphyxiation. The public execution. 
huh, I can't breathe, says our Lord from the cross. And after that public execution designed to humiliate and scare all who followed him, the disciples were hiding out of fear because that's the whole point of crucifixion. For those who follow Jesus to be driven into fear, that's always the point of public execution. Public execution carried out in unjust ways. The history of that in our country is called lynching. A death designed to embarrass, to produce fear. So following that lynch and Jesus' disciples at work, they were hiding in fear in that upper room in Jerusalem. When Jesus the crucified one, Jesus the asphyxiated one, Jesus the lynched one appeared among them and said, Peace be with you. And breathe on them. almost as if the gospel has something to say 2,000 years later to the world in which we live in. It's almost as if in 2,000 years the good news of Jesus Christ that was proclaimed then still matters now. It's almost as if our faith has something to say about how we live out our lives in response to everything that is happening today. There's a thing that happened following the crucifixion, and that's that people didn't really want to talk about it. You don't really want to talk about the fact that your Messiah has been, you know, publicly executed as a criminal. It's embarrassing. St. Paul came along and said, I proclaim Christ and him crucified. It's a stumbling block that our God was asphyxiated on a tree. But that, says St. Paul, is precisely must, what we must proclaim. So what does it look like for us? I think there's something to Jesus appearing in the middle of that room and giving breath. Today is Pentecost Sunday, that day of the Spirit. And here's your Grammar lesson for today. Spirit is that same word that means to breathe, to inspire, to be breathed into. Hmm. We're in a crisis of breath. We're in multiple crises of breath right now, aren't we? Middle of a respiratory pandemic. Respiratory. Re-breathing. In the middle of a crisis following how we relate to our brothers and sisters in this world who are grieving and afraid. On Pentecost Sunday, the Sunday of inspiration, respiration, the Sunday when the asphyxiated one comes again, it says, 
Peace be with you. Peace be with you. I gotta be honest, I, I don't know that I have the answer. I'm kind of worried about anybody who says they have the answer to politics in the United States, to race relations in the United States, to how we begin to love one another again in the United States. But I know this. For those of us who follow the crucified one, the one who gives us new breath, who respirates for and with us, begins with that one commandment that he gave his disciples in the same upper room. You must love one another. Grieve with those who grieve. Weep with those who weep. Cry out with those who cry out. Begins that one commandment, is it loving? Which is sometimes easy, and other times quite, quite hard. So for 50 days after that first day of the week, for 50 days the disciples hung out with Jesus. We have very little account of that time. I kind of love, like that's on my list of questions. What did you talk about during the 50 days between the resurrection and the ascension, between the resurrection and Pentecost? What did you say to those men and women who were hiding in the upper room that filled them with courage? But 50 days later, they're in Jerusalem, in front of a crowd of thousands. They get up. Peter says, remember the prophets, the prophet Joel, who says that the day of the Lord is coming. This is the day, says Peter. Remember the words of the prophets. Words like, let justice roll down like waters. Remember the words of the prophets. Words like, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice? Love kindness and to walk humbly with the Lord. What does the Lord require of you? This is the day of the Spirit. The same thing is said to us. This is the day. I don't think anybody can deny that we are at a moment in our culture. The moment crisis and opportunity. A moment where what we do next matters. I don't know what our politicians should do. I'm not a politician. I'll leave that to other people. I don't know what the economic solution is. But I know what the gospel answer is for those of us who follow Jesus. And that is that we love our neighbor, even and especially when it is hard. We love our neighbor and we walk alongside those who are grieving. As God remembers our name, we just preached on the unsung heroes of scripture for eight weeks. Those whose names God remembers, but we too often do not. 
We remember the names, like George Floyd. And we grieve with those who grieve. We ask, what is the Spirit calling us to in this moment? What does it look like to be a follower of the crucified God in this moment? What does it look like for us in the middle of this crisis, for us, when everyone wants to divide us from one another, for us, while people are shouting out fear to us, what does it look like for us to love our neighbor no matter the cost? That's the call of Pentecost. There are lots of answers that I don't have, and I'll be the first to admit it. I'm still learning new things. I hope you are too. That's how we grow. But I know this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor. All of them as you love yourself. That is the command of the Lord.